Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Well, thank you, Dick Warren. It's an, and welcome, my friendly listener, to another edition of The Coaching Show. Today, you are going to be happy that you are here. We're going to be talking about all things masterful and how the MCC coach certification can be attained and what's in the way. Um, my name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach here, as always, with Alex Terranova, Professional Certified Coach. Alex, what would you like the people to know? Can you hear my dog barking in the background? We cannot. Can you hear the people taking trash out outside of where I am? <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, That's working from home. Are you excited to maybe like start venturing out in the world? You know, I'm, I think, one of those people that I have enjoyed this last year and a half more than I think any other period of my life. Uh, I liked the not having to go out. I liked the not having the pressure to, you know, go to restaurants or do things. I didn't mind working from home. I liked driving my car one mile a week, right. um, <laughs> spending a lot more time in nature. Uh, so no, I actually have, I wouldn't say I have anxiety around it, but I definitely am like, oh, we have to go do stuff like with other humans again. <laughs> and which often is ironic coming from a coach, right? I don't want to be with other humans. <laughs> there was a great article in the Atlantic this last weekend that I read that said, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have the reference here, but it was some version of just because the pandemic's over, do I have to come out now? You know, like those of us that love to sort of insulate and stay home. Plus, I don't know if I remember how to do things. You're about to take a vacation, right? You're going to, you remember how to get to the airport and how that works. This, this will be, yeah, the first, I, it's funny though, how things that we used to do, you travel a lot and I used to travel a lot and I took my first trip. This is the second trip. I took a trip about a month and a half ago to Denver. And I don't know about you, that first trip you take took on an airplane. Was it weird? Right. It felt like it was like it's out weird. of your, I right. thought it was out of my comfort zone. I was like nervous. I didn't I felt like I didn't know what to do. Um, but yeah, I think, no, I, I think I told you, I also got scolded at the airport for not being there early enough. Oh. In a completely empty airport. I'm like, are we really? Okay. That's, see, and that's my, my like, I show up. I think San Diego airport is the best airport in the world because if you have pre TSA, I show up when it says my flight is boarding. So You're a bad man, you have bad habits. That's a bad thing. Don't it's, you? I've, I haven't, there's been, you know, there hasn't been a consequence yet, which is probably the biggest problem in my life in general until there's a consequence. Which also brings us to your dating life. Exactly. <laughs> so um, what did you want to, what do you want to share with the class about your oh. dating life? By the way, oh, Alex, you can find, he's a, he's an author, he's written <laughs> fictional authenticity and uh, uh, contributed to an anthology or a, or a compendium called Redefining Masculinity. You can find him on thedreammason.com and wherever fine podcasts are available. Alex. Wait, we have a new pod. We had a new podcast that just came out yesterday. That's super exciting. We should mention that too. Is the it frequent, the, the, oh, it's great. Uh, we got like, you know, uh, energy shifters and people that know about Lumerians. I don't know if you know what Lumerians are, but they're like West Coast. They're like LA Atlanteans. Um, uh, people that talk about Reiki and Mother Nature and all the unseen things in the world, all these experts about energy. I prefer my mythology classic, you know, things like Jesus and Buddha and stuff like that. Well, we have Jesus. Right. Je I, I don't know if I can tease this, but Jesus might be on. That's, you know, this he, he says his name is Jesus. Okay, this know? is far too woo-woo for our audience. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I brought that. I'm sorry, I just don't want to. I just don't want to talk about my dating life. I don't know. Oh, I I'm see. Familiar. It was an expert. All right. All right. You do or you don't? Because this is your last chance. We're never. I just. You can it. ask me a question. You can. You can ask me a question. I'll answer it. Uh, isn't it true, Mr. Terranova, that you have been um, dating as if it were a sporting event? Yes, that is. Um, that is true. And what are you taking on in this regard? Because we've got to get to our guests, but I think um, the entire world needs to know. So I recognize I don't have an addictive personality, but when it comes to attention and dating but and FOMO. I don't have an addictive personality. I, it's, it's, it's the one area that I find myself like, like constantly wanting to play in. Um, and to your point, like I, the first thing I noticed was I was exhausted. And then I just went, this isn't serving me. I'm not getting any closer to what I want. 
by, you know, like dating, like freeway, high speed dating. Um, and so when I get on this airplane tomorrow to Hawaii, the, the, it will mark, I'm doing 40 days and 40 days of no dating, no flirting, no engaging in anything sexual or sexual related with the opposite sex. So if somebody flirts with me at the airport, I have to run away or change seats. If, you know, I'm probably going to get sat next to a supermodel who, you know, wants to talk to me and I'm going to have to pretend I'm a deaf mute. Send your, send your bets to Christopher at thecoachingshow.com. I don't, I don't think 40 days, huh? I don't think I'm going to even be able to talk to people that I find attractive because I don't know how to engage in any other way than like witty, flirty banter. So I guess, I guess our, our show will be off for the next 40. You're not of the opposite sex. So for me, that's still game for someone else that might not be, but for me, you're still game. Let's get to our guest. This is enough of us, by the way, congratulations. And I'm excited that you're taking it on. I cannot wait to talk to you about it after you get back from Hawaii because they have the, they have the beaches there. I do. And I hear there's women there also. <laughs> there are a few women on the beach. I'm, I hear that that's I'm a thing. very excited to see what, what deep learnings you come back with. <laughs> I am so excited to have our guest. And she's reminded me that we have rescheduled her a couple of times. So I want to thank you publicly for your patience and, and um, flexibility. as is something I hate that we do from time to time. And I'm grateful that you're back with us. An extraordinary powerhouse of a human being, a great coach, an MCC coach, but really how I know you is not only as an extraordinary coach, but really the the MCC whisperer. You're uh, one of the go-to people, maybe the go-to person for everyone in our organization when they're preparing to go from a PCC ICF credential to an MCC or master level, the highest level of ICF credential. Um, joining us from her palatial estate in uh, high atop Laguna Hills, <laughs> California. I'm delighted to welcome back to our microphone, Carly Anderson. Hello. Hello, Christopher. Thank you. <laughs> so lovely to be here again. Thanks for being had. You, you and I, of course, being uh, master certified coaches, we go to the secret meetings and the secret rituals, but Alex has no idea about this. Um, I'd love to start with having, having introduced you as sort of the MCC whisperer. I wonder if there's something that you would give to all coaches everywhere who are looking to improve their mastery. Is there some place that you sort of start or some issue you see over and over again that you just want to kind of set the table with right here today? Only one. Uh, let me see. Uh, the the <laughs> one that I, I, that I appreciate. Yeah, that, that was one. Well, that's a hard one because uh, there are so many habits that by the time people get to 2,500 hours of coaching logged hours, they are in a lot of habits that are no longer coaching and they're blending training, consulting and teaching and advising. And nearly every person that everyone who comes to me for mentoring uh, and I, we work together they have to fill in an intake form and I ask them what they want to grow in themselves and their skills. And pretty well, every one of them says, I realize I'm no longer doing coaching that I have hybrid morphed it. So what always interests me is if you know that, what stops you from going back to coaching? And I have my uh, observations about that as well. Alex's point is ego. Yeah. It's just that we think, but part of it is I, yeah it's, it's the same reason i can't stop dating even like the way that i'm dating even though it doesn't serve me right it's habit it's comfort it's ease there's you know the fear inside of our head says what are we going to do with the time i i know i fall into that if you told me hey just go back to the way you were trained as a coach well what's nothing's going to happen on the call <laughs> um i think that's i think that's why right we get the fears in our head tell us everything's going to go wrong if we if we don't do what we're comfortable with. Carly, what, um, how long does it take somebody you do think to like break up those habits once they get started with you? I mean, obviously everyone's different, but what's the kind of, what's the trajectory of somebody coming in as a PCC and then becoming an MCC working with you? Yeah. So since 2013, I think I started the mentoring program and uh, I've been mentoring before that 20 years ago, but uh, 
I found that I really was asked again to mentor and I got bored with it the first time because a lot of it was marketing and training and all other things. And the the main thing I noticed is that there were no real good uh, recordings out there that people say, oh, this is MCC coaching. And I'd listen to it and I'd be horrified. Doing once-off coaching sessions and saying that's coaching, that's MCC coaching is like a bit of a crapshoot mm-hmm. because you don't have relationship. You're, it's all about the magic of the moment. And it's almost like getting in instead of doing bench presses like me as a girl, um, you know, starting, I'm supposed to do the LeBron James version of bench pressing and figure that I'm going to be masterful. And so what I said is I had to have a a library of real coaching recordings that have passed MCC, not something I say or others say. So I started with none and I now have a library of over 25 or 30 recordings that some of my clients and some of them are your coaches, Christopher, that have wanted and agreed to have those coaching recordings that have passed MCC by the ICF in that vault. It is the most incredible thing to listen to so many from different cultures. I I mentor people in 25 different countries. uh, And so they listen to different types of coaching, but you can hear the underlying themes of MCC. And without doubt, that makes the biggest difference without me ever having to say anything and listen to their own coaching. They self-assess and that makes a big difference. And they go, oh my gosh, I'm not coaching. And then they go, oh my gosh, that's coaching. I'm not doing a lot. The coaches don't appear to be doing a lot. And yet there's mastery in every bite, everything they say. And by the way, I just had my 100th last week coach that I mentored toward MCC pass. Congratulations. Yeah. And that's why I'm drinking champagne this morning. (laughs) That's not. Wow. Not a mimosa. You're like, I mean, you're like the, uh, you're like the Phil Jackson of coaches. You just (laughs) win championships oh thank um, you yes but that's that's <laughs> high praise that i'm not going to take on but thank you um christopher did you want to jump in here or can i can i keep going whose permission do you need alex see that was a coaching that was a co- yeah that was okay. good that was the first thing i ever learned just throw things back at people and make them be with it um carly when what in those a hundred is there a like a habit or a pattern that you notice is like the hardest for people to break, to get out of their own way? Yeah, trusting that coaching skills is enough. Most coaches do not have very well-developed coaching skills. It's like they've gone to uh, infant school, whatever that is, (laughs) you know, and then they've stayed like emotional intelligence as well. Most of us are 12-year-olds still. We haven't grown into our emotional capacity as an adult because we haven't really dealt with. Most people haven't looked at what is emotional capacity uh, now versus when we were young. Much like coaching skills, they start out at ACC. And to be honest, I wish ACC was not taught the way it is. And And I believe that even PCC often teaches really contradictory mastery skills. And the number one is how you can how you create a customized question that is deep into the client world. And I teach that in my mentoring, I have to do skills distinctions. Most coaches don't know how to customize a question. So most coaches are still using very simple uh, jargonized, like who do you want to be? What's that like? I mean, there's lots of questions and they add a little bit on the end, but they're missing the ability to ask deep, customized questions. And customized means you listen to the use of words and concepts and metaphors that the client uses and you mission match. You create these amazing questions. And that by far is the difference between an ACC, PCC coach and an MCC is that quality of depth of question that's customized. I want, to, I want to go back and highlight something that you said that I think is so resonant for me, which is that, you know, we talk a lot in coaching about trust. And I think that at the ACC and PCC level, people are looking at trust like, does the client trust the coach? But I think that in mastery level, we're looking at, does the coach trust the process as much as, or, or does the coach trust coaching as much as the inner relationship? Do you, do you have something about that? 
totally agree, Christopher. And in fact, I use a lot of the ICF material. I, I mentor using factual information, believe it or not. And the ICF has a document called the Minimum Skills Requirement for MCC. And it's really dense. And I stayed away from it for a long time. And I really dove into it a number of years ago now and just went with the key skills evaluated. And trust has three types, even in the ICF information, if you search through it, has three types of trust that you can discern. One is trust in the client to know about themselves, to have knowledge. Then trust in the coaching process that the coach actually knows how to draw that knowledge to the surface for the client, whether that's nonverbal, which is their body language or how they express energetically or their verbal. And then um, so trust the client, trust the coaching process and trust yourself to say something succinctly, directly, whether that's a question or offer a comment or observation or intuition. What's your thought about those, Christopher? Well, I, I love I love that. I, I get very nervous. I know that there's a huge sort of interest lately. Uh, you and I have been around. I've been around much longer, but uh, we've been around for a while. And uh, what I've seen recently is this interest in intuitive coaching. And you and I both know those people who feel like they've got all the skills and they just want the paperwork for coaching. You know, just give me the certificate. Don't don't actually train me, but do this. And I get nervous about the, about both things, because if we, I, I feel like intuition is a real thing and needs to be acknowledged and honored in people, but it's so close to our habits of thought and behavior or our feelings or our uh, unconscious biases that I don't know that most of us have sufficient self-awareness to know when it's one thing versus another. And so as, as people delve more and more or dive into this notion of intuition or inner knowing, I really want people to do mindfulness work or something so that they can tell the difference between, you know, I mean, I like cake a lot and pizza, but I know that <laughs> there's only a certain amount that I should even consider imbibing, right? So I kind of want to not be driven by my likes and wants in the world. Does that make sense? I can't tell. Yeah, the intuition piece, the pizza piece, I do like it. I'm into the Beyond Pizza, believe it or not, Beyond Burger Pizza with cauliflower crust, I really like. I never thought I would like that woo-woo stuff. But I'm, you know, I'm making a note right now. Okay. You have to go to the freezer section of Whole Foods and find it. <laughs> um, so the, the intuition piece, I agree with you. I think most coaches, this is what they'll say. May I offer you something I'm getting? And then they'll offer it. But actually what it is, is something they want the client to do. So it's actually not an offering. It's a telling. Oh, um, I'm offering this to you. It's up to you whether you do it or not. Now, that's the lazy person's. That's not coaching. That's me telling you and thinking that I'm actually, I'm not using my intuition. Yeah. What I'm using is my I want you to do this because I think this is good for you. And so that's why I have to really, I have to teach basic skills and then up-level them to mastery for coaches. And I've learned how to do that because my clients are major faculty around the world and they demand of me in different coach training programs and people who are very senior in different places. And so I love that. I love excellence. And I'm enjoying the fact that they say, hey, I want clarity about this. And I've got to go, damn, how do I how do I say that and get that concept? So every time I'm asked this, in fact, yesterday in one of my mentoring sessions, this very thing came up is the coach was reticent to give her intuition. And we really had this conversation because it was about value. The client actually seemed to not value herself. And that was my listening very early on. And 25 minutes later, the client says it. And the coach, I talked to her about, I said, what was your intuition? What, do you, what did you sense there? And she told me and she got it. And I said, what stopped you from saying that? She said, because I felt like I was telling the client something very personal. And so she couldn't, didn't have the distinction between an intuition that's offered and then feeling like she had in basically told the client something that may be too personal and wasn't really an intuition. So that that's a slippery slope, it seems. Thoughts? I'm curious like how both can co can both can coexist. Like how we can get to a place where 
we can kind of trust something like intuition and not like, Hey, I feel like pizza. So that means I need pizza. That just might be a habit or a behavior versus listening to your body. Um, that they both, that the two things can coexist. Like there can be an internal knowing there can be a sense from, from connection or spirit or something like, let's, let's just say more spiritual, um, and we can coach at a MCC level at the same time. They definitely coexist. Definitely. In fact, if you just listen to a coaching session that has all questions, it can sound a bit of an interrogation. <laughs> yeah. And yet it can be done masterfully. So the major- our number one tool of, tool of trade is definitely open-ended, succinct questions that are customized using the client's world. If the client is talking about... Um, metaphorically about like yesterday I heard a coaching session um, she was talking about being in the forest and she also talked about bells that's ringing a bell now there was four bells she got so far so there's bells is her that there's something about the forest and the bells how do you intuitively use that information with your coaching knowledge of how do I use that to create a question That is our number one tool. And at the same time, we need to be also trusting that part of us that goes, as you said that, my sense was there was something unsaid and I'm getting an energy or an emotion, but I just want to check with you before I share that. What are you noticing your emotions? What's your emotional connection to that? Or what emotion are you feeling? I actually think uh, my experience actually is emotions, talking about emotions is, is easier than talking about feelings. Feelings is usually, I feel okay. But intuitively, we don't often know how to ask about emotions. So using the word emotion actually often has the client talk about an emotion, like I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling excited versus I feel good. I love that. I noticed that, I just noticed now that I have a habit of sort of laying planks when I'm talking to a client where I'll say, I noticed a shift it felt like your energy shifted. Is there an emotion that's coming up, right? Like I just, I, I, I think that's an intuitive sort of habit of mine, but I just noticed how it's like giving them the, uh, like it's little step, little more step, little more step, as opposed to what's that emotion, <laughs> which is how I, I think I originally did it. <laughs> yeah. And even stepping it down, that's also another place is like, I'm noticing some energy or there seems to be an energy shift. What are you noticing? And even not thinking or feeling or sensing, I mean, even though we may, um, I think one of the hardest things, one of the things that makes the difference between an MCC coach and a PCC coach is spaciousness. The ability to be in your body, be fully present, to actually not have to, oh, my thought in this moment, I need to get it out. I need to get it out. I need to get it out. It's like, can you hold that thought or that feeling and trust, trust, trust that coaching works and trust the partnership between the client and the, and the coach. And that's the dance that is beautiful and magical. But so often coaches get an idea and then all of a sudden they insert their opinion and, or insert their energy. Oh, wow, that's so fantastic. Oh, no, be quiet. It's the clients. It's the clients. <laughs> like Alex having his ability to be on the beach and not talk to the supermodel, I'm going to be just looking at him going, that is amazing. But I'm not going to go, wow, Alex, in the middle of the interaction that he's not having and just observe that. <laughs> what do you think, Alex? I like, that, I like that Christopher just said, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that emotional or enthusiastic cheerleading of coaching. Um, sorry, I lost my, I was going to ask something. You said the spaciousness. Oh, I lost you on the supermodel back there again. No, Christopher's <laughs> response, I was started it. But when we, when you said the spaciousness, um, I remember when I was going for my PCC, I really had to enroll a client or two, I think I enrolled two clients in being the people that I would do those calls with. And they were actually really excited about they're, they're very into coaching. So they were very excited about me working on my skills and them getting almost the benefit of it. Right. That was, 
And when I'm listening to this, I'm going, man, there must be a huge, that, that has to happen again for clients, right? If they're working with a coach, unless you find clients just to work with on your MCC, but it occurs like a whole nother level. Like the difference between ACC and PCC seems small compared to PCC and MCC. Now this is right. I'm making this up. There's, there's not an actual measurement between them. But do you notice something like with people that as they go, like, what's the, what do their clients say? Or what's the experience of the clients as somebody like me who does all the things that you two have been talking about for the last 15 minutes. And then I start working on these skills that you would be teaching me. What do the clients say? Do you want me to read one? I've got one on my wall here. That <laughs> I was given that one of my clients who's in one of my MCC mentoring programs um, sent me an email and she's still in the program. She's in Europe. Not She's not one of your coaches, Christopher, but she's from a different well, program. Don't read, don't read it then. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> um, she says, so this is typical that, that I get, and I think it answers the question. So, After 10 successful years in coaching, I'm experiencing a joy and depth in my sessions with my clients that I had never known before. What you are teaching is a bit by bit transforming my coaching in a way that I never thought was possible, not in a way where everything that I've known before was not useful. I'm just now learning to truly and skillfully apply it to coaching, a real integration of sorts. Every day after hours of coaching my clients, I sit here amazed and grateful and my clients write to me about the deep impact our conversations have had on them. There's still lots to learn and this does not mean I'm a super coach, but I'm definitely seeing my coaching changing. So that is typical of what I get. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. So do you want to comment on that? I want to, I think I need to sign up first of all. I'm not, and I'm not being, I'm not being facetious. I do think I need this. Um, But I also want to enroll you in creating the super coach designation, not which would be above the MCC. That's what we're looking for. The super coach. I hadn't. Yeah. Thank you. I'll I'll thank this client here for that. (laughs) I I see. I hear a new product in the world. If you don't mind, let's let's take this to the overview as uh, as you were just discussing. Is mastery well? First of all, is having three levels of credentialing a good idea in your perspective? And is is it a good idea to have mastery? You know, I've spoken to people like Patrick Williams who thinks it should be a a diplomate or something. You know, copying um, the notions in academia of you don't get to mastery, but you get a certain number of hours or a certain number of years under your belt of experience. Um, or do you think that there's something in what you're pointing to? Like, should there be a higher level credential? They're all good ponderings, Christopher. Well, when you and I got our uh, PCCs, when we came in, I know you've been way longer than me. <laughs> I was, I was, I was still, it was stone tablets when I came in. Yes. 
Yeah, so even 23 years ago, there wasn't the ACC. There was PCC to MCC. Right. And me being me, I'm I'm just a person that wants to get better in life. That's just me. So, of course, I'm going to go, I got my PCC in 2001. What's next? The MCC. Oh, holy crap. I don't know what this is about. And I've started to study it. And you know I live with a master coach as well. Oh, and we'll he- talk about that, my friend. Without doubt, he is the most incredible influence on me to impact me to be able to get to mastery. And so when the ACC came along, I felt like it was a step down in our skill set. And it was something that the ICF um, did because I believe of a European push for a credential to help them get into coaching in, in the first place. But what it didn't do is create a path of development. And ICF, I, they admit, I've had this conversation, they're looking at it, is haven't done a very good job of, of promoting the path of development from ACC to PCC to MCC. If they did, we'd see coach training programs. And Christopher, you do provide, I do have a lot of experience with different coach training programs, and you provide a really good base of the personal development aspect with your coaches because it comes through in their coaching from the beginning. So kudos to you. So you're teaching more than just basic skills. You're teaching about development of the human spirit, so to speak. So if it was that ACC to PCC to MCC was a path of development the ICF had promoted, there would be a whole lot of master certified coach training programs, and there are not. My husband has one. He delivers it to China. Um, there are people in Europe and a couple in not many have a specific MCC. At the same time, uh, Michael, my husband, he is delivering mastery level coaching skills to beginner coaches because there's no reason why everyone couldn't actually have these succinct, deep, customized connection space. Um, You know, all of these things are, are things you can learn from the very beginning. The only difference is confidence with time. And I have had the experience of people with 100 hours of coaching logged hours being able to coach near MCC skill level. I believe in the MCC. Mastery to me is something that is very evident. If you were to listen to the the recordings that I have, my gosh, you can tell the difference between an ACC, PCC and MCC coach and the power straight away from the beginning of their presence is evident and where they come from in terms of their listening. They're listening for the human. I call MCC putting the humanity back into coaching. So they're they're listening for the human and this person really, really deeply. Like, what are their ways of expressing themselves? How do they do that? Versus, oh, I have to ask them a question that's like, what are you going to do with that? No, what's your way of expressing? what, What do the bells mean to you? It's probably a longer answer than you wanted, but no, it's wonderful. I'm 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 grateful for you and your commitment to our profession. Um, I want to let people know how to get a hold of you and how to participate in your groups. And I've I've got a bunch of different addresses here. What's the best place to send people? The mentor coaching group or carlyanderson.com? Yeah, both of them will get to my same place. They both go to my website. So just my name. Uh, carlyanderson.com or the mentorcoachinggroup.com. Very good. Let's let's spell that for people because it's going around around the world. Carly is C-A-R-L-Y Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.com or the mentorcoachinggroup.com. The mentorcoachinggroup.com. Now, Alex, I know we like to take turns and be even Steven on this uh, program, but I got to I got to say, I know that Carly has married. Carly's this nice Australian lady, beautiful, charming, delightful in every way. And she married. How did it happen that you ended up married to that that bold, brash Michael fellow? It it sounded like she wanted an MCC. But I don't know. Maybe (laughs) I went to a very bad place. very quickly. Well, that's a great question. Of course, I met him at an ICF conference. You know, that conference, everybody, there was a lot of coaches who got together. <laughs> Alex, that's the place not to go, to an yes. ICF global oh, conference. Oh. Because in 1999, I met Michael Stratford at, at that conference. We 
met again at a year later in Vancouver at the ICF conference and nothing happened either time. But we started a, a telephone relationship. I was in Sydney. He was in Philadelphia. And we met in San Diego for our first date three months later. Just one more service we offer you. I know. Thank you very much. It was a lovely place to, to meet for a, a, a date. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it's extraordinary. And um, I, won't do, I won't dwell too much more on that. But if, you have, if there's any trouble at home, Carly, you give me a call. because. Oh, thanks. I will. We'll, we'll fix his wagon. Yeah. Um, Good luck with that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you make an excellent point. <laughs> you probably tried. <laughs> no, he's his own person. That's what I love is uh, we really do respect each other. We don't talk about each other's clients and business unless I, I ask him about something. He supports me in one way in my business. I he, He's got a whole thing going with a whole team and a whole bunch of stuff going that I'm so happy, but we just have our own, uh, we respect each other's boundaries around our, our uh, what makes us each unique. And remind us how long you've been together now? We have our 20th wedding anniversary in September. Congratulations. I know. I mean, I, I trust it'll, you know, it's only a few more months. You, you'll make it. I we'll make it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, take us out of this horrible corner. I want, I want to go back to what we were talking about like a second ago and just dig into um, things people can like practice right now. Things that you could give the coaches listening, you know, like a teaser. Hey, here's, here's a, here's a quick, if you practice these three things, you know, it'll, it'll start you shifting and changing or coaching at a higher, you know, maybe it's a PCC or an MCC level. Um, yeah, what's the what's the trailer for why we should all do Carly Anderson's program? Yes, thank you. That's really great because the one thing I would say is go back and listen to this recording and all the juicy information that was given by Christopher and Alex, you, about your unique ways of expression. So you were, Alex, talking a lot about uh, your journey right now of being in the non, non-dating game. There are, I, I recommend going and crafting 10 to 20 questions. This is a practice. And by the way, most coaches don't practice. They turn up to coaching and then they turn up to coaching and they turn up to coaching and they think they get, they're going to be good. They don't get better because they're not in the gym. So one of the things is how do you craft questions from the information that both Christopher's talked about his house and moving or about um, the whole thing of getting on a plane, and there is 200 questions from today that you could write. And so that is the number one thing is practice between coaching sessions, just like a high-performance athlete. LeBron James, even though he's injured and the Lakers really aren't going to go anywhere after tomorrow night, they're going to lose to the Suns and blah, blah, blah. Um, He's always practicing. He doesn't say, I'm the best player in the world. Um, I don't need to get ready for the next game and consider the type of person that I'm going to be playing against or people or how he practices. And our practice is create questions, craft questions from everyday life. But you can go back to this alone and come up with a bunch of questions. Succinct, one question, open-ended at a time. Tell me more is not a question structure. Um, What, how, where, they are question structure. What is the most important question structure we have. And most coaches think that that's not a who question, but that's a whole other topic. So um, practice, practice, practice questions and the partnering on how to get the coaching agreement. That is the piece most coaches don't do well and they need to up-level. How do you partner, partner, partner with the client through the session, but especially Listen for what the client wants and explore. And that's the best place for summarizing and reflecting back. That's the skill you use to, I heard what I just want to check. You said you wanted to uh, be in the non-dating game for the next three months. And you really, you know, the purpose is to have you um, really find out who you are without a a woman. And so what is it that you want to have by the end of the session that you don't have now? So you, you customize and you reflect until it's clear that there's a gap. So question pra- practicing question structure and partnering on how to get to the coaching agreement. That would be the two. Th- that's big enough. Two is big enough. Beautiful. 
I have a couple of pet peeves and I want your agreement on them. Are we, are we aligned on what I'm after here? Um, the first, I was privileged to speak to the EMCC last year, this year, one of those years that we were all home. And um, what I talked about was coaching presence. And I believe that this is a big, big deal in coaching. It's, you know, one of the competencies. And what I talked about is everything we do that's not coaching presence. You know, and, and we were teasing about it a, a few minutes ago in this conversation about the cheerleader presence, right? Where it's like, you're so great. You can do it. Oh, that's hilarious. You know, I'm, I, I'm a person with a delicate, fragile uh, man ego. And I, I don't appreciate that kind of, you know, presence in a coach. I want to be uh, honored like that. What are some of the other presences that you've had to sort of correct? Or are there some common ones that you feel like are, are uh, one of the things I know, for example, is people put on their serious coaching face when they're doing serious coaching, right? And I'm thinking, why? Why do we do that? This is not helping the client, right? This is just some idea of who we should be. Yeah, thanks. That's You're right. There's a whole range of things. You can see I've got a pig in the background. I've got horses and, and praying cats and stuff because yeah, a, a little I'm bit sorry, of there, just for our listeners that's not an actual pig or actual praying cat but <laughs> there's figurines yeah that's true they're not real but i wish they were uh it's have a bit of fun and at the same time some coaches say to me when they hear in my vault of recordings but it's also serious and um there's a little lightness and i say well when a client is talking about the depths of their <laughs> soul about how they want to create their business that's aligned with them or how they want whatever, they're not up and light in that moment. But when they get to the point where their lightness is there, then you you join them. So I'm mirroring the client's energy and being with them. Most coaches, they just think that what they do in everyday life, like I interrupt my family members. We all Every culture tells me, look, you don't understand us because we interrupt. That's part of our relating. I go, that happened in my family and I'm Australian. It happens in, in Italy. It happens in the Middle East. I don't, it, everybody does it. It's, we have a set of skills called coaching skills. And that means we don't interrupt the client because you can, there's much more elegant ways to have a client slow down than to interrupt them, which will break trust. So the presence often is I have knowledge, I have an identity, I need to show you, I have value, I need to give you lots of books, I need to give you lots of resources. That identity as well as I don't trust the coaching process is enough. I haven't contracted with my client well to understand how they learn, what they know, what they want, what type of resources. I worked with one 30-year-old man who was see, uh, um, son of the CEO wanted his own identity of a 25 billion private company. And um, he loved videos and he was in the go-kart racing and he loved Honda, for instance. So he used to find leadership um, stuff on from Honda and he just, he never wanted to read a book. So coaches get into their identity of Noah and I have knowledge and what about all my expertise? And I have to impart that to you. I want to help you, help you. I've got this, I've got to do it. And we're not here to help. We're here to be present to this person and find out what they want and how they operate. And that's often um, a challenge because we've got all this knowledge. What are we going to do with it? Channel I, it into your questions. I read books. I also want to acknowledge you. You and I are two of the only master certified coaches I know that don't have books in our background. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, I know we've got books. I know you've got stacks and stacks of books. Not many that. anymore. No. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I've got little, like, just a one little shelf. Yeah. Would you, would you be interested in a bigger house in La Jolla? I could... No, no, thank you. No, <laughs> I'm downsizing my bookshelf. You're a brave woman. <laughs> Alex, what have you got to get us back on our serious track of seriousness? I'm the one who brings us back to the series. Um, I don't, I, you know what? I think the thing, I love that you said, Christopher, the piece about like, why does it have to be so serious? Like we put on these serious coaching ads and you said something to me yesterday. We were talking, you and I were talking about a, a coach for me and you said something about like, 
you know, I get you want somebody who's playful, but you also want somebody who will hold you to rigor. And I'm in, I'm curious from a, the standpoint, Carly, from an MCC standpoint, being like rigorous or being a person that is like very on top of their client occurs like not allowing their client, like it, it seems incongruent to incongruent to like letting your client do the work or answer the questions or be responsible for themselves. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, I'm going to be self-promoting here and I apologize, but I've got, so, so for me, I have a lightness. I bring humor and sometimes it's in the wrong place. And I'm consciously, that's my work is how to be appropriate because I'm Australian. We have sarcasm as part of our culture as well. So I've had to really calibrate that as well because it's not useful in most cases, except with other Australians who get it. Even then, I doubt it. So I've last year, I recorded 15 sessions with one client. She doesn't live in the US. She's not, a, she's not American. She's actually a European who lives in a Scandinavian country. 15 consecutive sessions we recorded. 16th, we did not. And they are going to be a product that I am releasing in soon called the Butterfly on the Wall series. I mean, how many times have you listened to a coach for 15 consecutive sessions? And I'm there's session number four where I totally derailed a client. I'm making too many observations. I am just, you can hear that I'm leading the show and the client's losing her confidence. And so when, you know, the, I bring lightness, you'll hear it through the sessions where I do. And I bring a lot of like knowing knowledge about the client. Like she's wearing a necklace. I'll notice it. She's got a particular thing in the background and that brings some lightness, but it's because the client energy changes. I try and not be at my energy change, the client. And that's another thing is sometimes we think, oh, well, I've got to change the state of the client. No, we need to, there's a way that it morphs if you be present enough and then you play with the environment of the client, meaning everything in the client within and without. So that's an opportunity for people to be able to um, evaluate. And I want them to criticize and I'm doing a worksheet saying this would make MCC, this wouldn't, this would, this wouldn't. And you'll hear that because how many times have you had that opportunity? You get one coaching session and people say that's MCC. And I go, that's terrible coaching. So I want people to have something that's worth, and it's so rich. Every session is so rich and relatable. And that's where you'll get to hear how, how can you play? And you'll hear where I'm being inappropriate with my playfulness. I, wow. I'm, I'm sorry to jump in on, on this, Alex, but holy bajoli, I hate literally like just with a passion, hate listening to myself uh, on recordings. And it's a, it's a practice that I take on with just, you know, my little few little, because I'm so stingy with my willingness to be heard that I just take it on with my few little friends where I know that they'll still like me after they, you know, I've proved to be a terrible coach. So I hear the courage that it takes for you to have done this at all, even to have the idea, right? But to then make it available and invite people to evaluate your coaching, Carly, that is so gutsy. That is courageous and gritful and ugh, that's amazing. And how do we get this? How do we do that? Thanks. Go to carlyanderson.com. Yeah, it'll be there. Uh, the reason it isn't there yet is because I have had to go and listen to every one of them and create a worksheet. Oh. And it's taken time and there's 15 of them. And then I've had to go back as I, you know, for me, I want it to be useful. And so, yeah, it'll be released sometime either in later in June or July 2021 on my website. But it's called The Butterfly. Who wants to be called a fly on the wall? So it's a butterfly on the wall series, <laughs> coaching I series. I get on the wall. I've been called worse. <laughs> um, okay. Butterfly on the wall. What a beautiful, beautiful gift. And speaking of beautiful gifts, you've got a lovely uh, discount for our listeners today. Very generous of you. Thanks. What, uh, what have you got? Or do you know? Well, I've, I've got yes, right certainly. The 10 characteristics of MCC skill level is a document that I wrote uh, I don't know, four or five years ago. It still is relevant now. It's based on ICM information, published information on what are these 10 characteristics that make the difference for MCC from PCC? So I give you a 30% discount on that. It's actually, I don't even charge a lot for it. I, it's only $25 to begin with, but I, I did that deliberately because I want coaches to have this information. And so I'm offering that at a, at a discounted rate to your. That's lovely. And it's a, it's a combination of your own experience combined with the ICF information. It's sort of a read it for me. One of those uh, synopsis things. That's great. 
$25 normally, 30% off for listeners of our, what do we have to do to get that 30% off? Because, you know, we're- uh, yeah, there's a um, capital, there's a, when you go to the 10 characteristics page, uh, when you check out, there's a coupon code area and just put in capital A, capital C, and then lowercase podcast. Capital A, capital C, podcast. That's our discount code for 30% off. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, so much. Thank you for having me. And it was delightful to, to engage with both of you, actually. And thank you, Christopher, for, for finally, finally, speaking me, finally speaking with <laughs> me. <laughs> so, it's so delightful to be with you. Um, Alex, I want to give you the opportunity for our parting thought. or parting I, thought. I, just want to put, I just want to put Carly on the spot. I heard a family member of mine had an interview with you yesterday. And I just want to know if you're going to let her in. Are you going to let her do the program? This is confidential because no one knows. <laughs> You'll have to speak to her. Oh, beautiful demonstration of the ethical. Oh, that's too bad. She told me to ask. She wanted, you know, she was hoping for a, um, uh, I don't have, Carly, is there anything else you want to like, like last word you want to leave people with anything else you want to share that we didn't ask you about? Yeah, I think do the work on yourself. I mean, meditation, practice, not a spiritual practice, but mindfulness, Christopher mentioned, every day, what are you doing to be in your body, in your life, in your world, and in the world as a person who is in the human development field? Be interested in your own development first and foremost for the rest of your life. MCC just means you're there in this place. It never ends the journey of self-mastery. So beautiful. Carly, thank you for everything, including putting up with Michael for 20 years. <laughs> thank you for, thank you so much for everything you're doing for our industry and for your passionate stand for people's development in their coaching skills and, and in our profession. I am very grateful to you. And I'm so sorry for having um, uh, had to reschedule, but we will have you again and again and again. The website is Carly Anderson, C-A-R-L-Y, Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.com, or go to thementorcoachinggroup.com. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Alex Terranova is the Dream Mason. You can find him at thedreammason.com. You can find him wherever fine podcasts are available, as well as his book, Fictional Authenticity, or his contribution to the book, Redefining Masculinity. Anything else you want people to know about besides that woo-woo podcast? The Frequency Shifter Show. No, that is, I don't, you got to give people one thing. Go check out the Frequency Shifter Show. Uh, and it's and an if you see Alex on the beach, no matter what your gender preference or level of attractiveness, please just yeah. leave me alone. Just leave me he's, alone. People just leave me alone. Just leave me alone for a little bit. <laughs> Carly, thanks so much for being with us. It was lovely. Well, thank you, dear listener, for being with us. This is another edition of The Coaching Show, where each week we bring you people out on the cutting edge of coaching, people you need to know about, pioneers, or just plain interesting folks right here on Accomplishment Media or wherever you're getting your podcasts these days. I thank you for listening, and we will be with you. <laughs> I can't even, uh, I've forgotten English. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for being with us. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.